Hello and welcome back to the podcast where I keep track of all of my random, goofy, disturbing, and mind-opening thoughts and put them through the juicer because it's getting juicy with me, peaches and cream. Oh, I know y'all probably missed all of that. Oh, I'm so excited to be back. This is not the summer she, he, they recap. It is just me celebrating Italian Heritage Month because Uki Spooky October season is also Italian Heritage Month. They really gooped us and got us there. I feel like that personally. Um, y'all couldn't have gave us another month where nothing really wasn't going on, but some cultures don't even have a month, so I'm gonna just be happy. And for today's episode, I have put together another fabulous list celebrating the achievements of Italian people. And I put four together because by the time you'll be hearing this, it is, what is the day anyways? It'll either be the 27th or the 28th when you hear this episode. Um, I've been extremely busy. We are still working on the bathroom, believe it or not. And I have a booking coming up. This Saturday, the 30th, at the Coy Cornelius and Judy Rogers Gallery Studios. And I've said that without even looking at the freaking flyer, girl. I'm getting better. I really am. Um, <laughs> there's going to be three DJs. I don't know. I can't remember, honey. I'm trying to memorize this flyer, but um, can't remember the three DJs. There's going to be a group doing a lion dance. There's going to be a fire twirler. And then it's going to be me, Batania Dumplin, and Flatty Patty. Just realized yesterday, all of those are kind of like food themed, which is fierce. I can't wait for everybody to see my costume. Only three people know. Celeste, my sister, and my drag parent. I didn't ask yet if I could be like, could I say drag mom? But my drag parent. Yes, you heard that right, bitches. Um, I was formally invited. <laughs> it wasn't even formally. I'm just being silly. I was asked to be a part of Starla O'Hara's drag family, which is like... So, yes, going to um, jump into things here, though, soon, just because I hate rambling. It's in my nature, though. But, <laughs> but yes, I have four fabulous Italian people to celebrate for Italian Heritage Month, and I have to hop on it. I did kind of get sad, sidetracked. I wanted to do this earlier, and I wanted to do more for Italian Heritage Month, but... The way the cookie crumbled was the way the peach juiced. Um, it just didn't work out that way. But after this, I think I'm done with the list thing. Because as I'm doing the list thing, I'm kind of realizing, like, like I should have said this as a disclaimer the first time I did this. This does not... I feel like success is something that is personally described. Okay? So... When I read these lists and celebrate these achievements, it's that is it's exactly that to celebrate the work these people put in. It could have been them hopping over the train bar at the subway. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad thing, but just any kind of like thing that is considered notable for this person. And it's easier to find stuff on celebrities. So that's why I'm doing it this way. This past um gosh, I guess you could say this past year, but really since I've stopped recording, I've really been branching out and supporting indie artists more. 
So maybe next year will just be this a similar type of thing, but where I just support indie artists, people that aren't like, boom, here they are, you know? So first up, I am going to start with maybe the most iconic, most known Italian person, Donatella Versace. Now, I can't remember how she pronounced Versace on the like 72 questions with Vogue episode, but honey, I am right there with you. Kaiko, Keiko, Calico. I don't know how somebody saw an L in there and thought that my last name was related to a cat. What's another one I got? Kiko, Chicho. Maybe that person was just calling me fat. Because Chicho means a fat in Italian. Wait a minute. But um, yes, I completely understand with not knowing, like, well, I completely understand and relate with people not knowing how to say my last name. All those times I didn't even say the right pronunciation. <laughs> yes, I did. Kaiko is the Italian pronunciation, and that is the way you say it. Sorry if that paper slap was too loud, but sorry. I'm really into it right now. Not sure if you could tell, but um, yes. But that's the Italian pronunciation of my last name. I'm going to make the English people wonder still. The English people, whatever. Let's hop into our list. Okay. Donatella Versace went to the University of Florence to pursue a degree in languages, which is like, okay, fierce. I love when somebody is known for something, but they have, uh, like, she was doing that before this. You know what I mean? Um, She's born in Calabria. Hey, that's where my grandpa's from. Hey. I don't know if I have family in Calabria. What if me and Donatella are related? Ooh. Um, with Italians, you could never fucking tell because we all kind of look the same. <laughs> that's not true. Just <laughs> chill. Don't get mad over that. Sorry for the long pause trying to decipher my reading. <laughs> She worked closely with Gianni at establishing his fashion empire. And then after his tragic death, she became vice president and continued work as chief fashion designer of the fashion brand. She's actually responsible for the spread of the brand to the U.S. and the U.K., which I can only speak for the U.S., but girl, sometimes people like care more about fashion than they care about some important issues um, so I could see why the brand took off so much in America. Also, Americans are whack in the way that they love, um, a weird story like that. Like with his death and everything like that. Pe like, you know, like, I feel like true crime at this point is like a little bit of part of American culture because it's weird how into it Americans are. Like I'm into it. I'm not even, um dissing nobody. I'm into true crime and I find it weird sometimes. But I want to be an investigator. Ugh, I would feel so fierce. But that's not the point. Oh my god. Move on. She even worked in real estate, you guys. She worked in real estate. She invested in hotels through her company Palazzo Versace Dubai. Which I'm like, get the coin. Get the business. Go off, mogul. <laughs> She received the 2017 Fashion Icon of the Year Award 
by the BFC, the British Fashion Council. She received the Fashion Group International Award in 2008, honored with Glamour Woman of the Year title in 2010 by Glamour Magazine. And she's twice received Fashion Designer Award in 2012 and 2016 by Glamour Magazine. And Versace, 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 Versace. That sounds more Italian. I'm sorry. That is a, I don't know what she says, but Versace is valued at $1.7 billion. That's a lot of fucking money. But she is a really great example of um, how grief can help you become stronger and how grief can help you, I guess, in a way, motivate yourself, Um, which is kind of weird. But I mean, I guess it's not. I just said it was weird because it came out of my mouth weird. Let me rephrase that. No, that's perfectly, that's exactly, grief is supposed to make you stronger. Yeah. See, when you talk about death, you like try not to be offensive. You know what I mean? And that's what I have on the fabulous, stunning Donatella Versace. And yeah, bippity-boppity-boom. Now we are moving on to, and you're like, okay, you guys, I was like, what? Whenever I found out that this next person is Italian, I'm like, what? What? I have to put her on the list. I have to put her on the list. She's probably like top 10 because I like so many fucking music artists, girl. That's going to be the next list. She's probably in the top 10 of my favorite musical artists or just artists in general because I enjoy her acting as much as I enjoy her music. Excuse me. I leaned away from the microphone. I'm trying to do this without editing it. So Selena Gomez, as we all know, is Mexican on her father's side. But on her mother's side, she's Italian. So she really, like, no wonder she was, like, the star of Wizards of Waverly Place because she fit right in there. Speaking of which, speaking of which, she was the star of Disney's longest-running show. I was able to see, according to Wikipedia, she has won 124 awards in total. In freaking total. Isn't that crazy? She has one number one song, Lose You to Love Me. Which I was so surprised. Like, I love to get down to some Selena. So I was kind of like surprised it was um like more of like a slow song ballad. Nonetheless, fabulous, fabulous. She's won three Teen Choice Awards for Wizards of Waverly Place. Probably higher up on the list of diverse Disney TV shows, just because each parent was from a different background. Whereas on a lot of other Disney shows, it's like, like Good Luck Charlie. It's like white and white, you know? Um, what are other Disney shows I watch? That's So Raven is diverse because it was about a black family. 
Um, Lizzie McGuire, white and white. Um, <laughs> I'm going blank on Disney shows. What is happening? What is that one that we watch all the time? Kim Possible was a cartoon, but white and white. So that's the reason why I think that Wizards of Waverly Place is the most diverse, because it was a biracial family. I'm trying to think, like, other what other Disney show had a biracial family? I don't think. Watch it be so obvious, and I'm going blank like a dumbass. I know I have another Disney show on my Disney Plus list that I'm not thinking of. When I have my mom listen to this, she's going to be like, well, what about? And I'm going to like freak out because I forgot about that one. Okay, we're just going to move on. She has three studio albums, two compilation albums, four EPs, 32 singles, four promotional singles, and 14 music videos. (gasps) (laughs) Her Spotify top three are... Let Somebody Go, featuring Coldplay, Lose You to Love Me, and by what the hell? Why did I write? Like, if I'm, you would think if I had to pronounce a Spanish word, I would have written it clearly enough that I know what the letters are. Baya conmijo. I think that's how you say it. With Raul Hernandez. I'm sorry if that's not the right name. My writing. Why would you why would you not just go to the next line? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. And just to mention some more of her work. She was in 2010's Ramona and Beezus, 2019 The Dead Won't Die, Hotel Transylvania, all of them. All of them. I think she's like one of the stars of that. I've never seen those. Sorry. Monte Carlo. So, to get to her current credit, this is what I'm currently obsessed with. This show, everybody, like, I'm talking about a show that's a podcast while I'm doing my podcast. It's kind of fabulous, kind of fabulous. She is currently starring on Only Murders in the Building alongside... Okay, hold on, wait, let me reread it. She is currently co-starring... On Only Murders in the Building along Steve Martin and Martin Short, which, by the way, like, they would fire me so fast from the podcast. (laughs) They would be like, get the fuck out of here, you dumbass bitch. Okay. (laughs) That show is phenomenal. Just finished the last episode of the most recent first season. So y'all trying to release that next one by December? (laughs) Because I need it. And for the season two finale, I'm going to need all three of you to come guest on mine. Because you imagine. <laughs> what if I DM'd them? <laughs> okay. And that's what I have on the fabulous, stunning Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Okay. Let me see here. She was probably like the Disney star that I was like. Grew up with them, like, alongside with the most. Wizards of Waverly Place came on in 2008 or 9. 
and ended in like 2013. It might have ended the year I came out, actually. But that was like the show that got me like watching every week for that episode. I swear I went to the point. There was one point where like Disney was doing what Cartoon Network did and they were releasing one episode a month. Don't ever fucking do that. Don't don't do that. Um, But yeah, I've just always loved Selena Gomez. I've always like, I don't know. There's just something I've always loved about Selena Gomez. I really enjoy her music. I love her acting. I love a sarcastic, bitchy actress. Um, <laughs> but you could tell, like, that's a good character she plays. Like, sometimes with Emma Roberts, I'm like, she's secretly, like, actually a bitch. But with Selena Gomez, you could tell, like, sarcastic is in her nature. But she can add asshole when she's acting <laughs> beautifully, beautifully. <laughs> and I think that was beautifully said. Not at all could possibly upset somebody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now we are going to move on after I take a little sip of water. Actually, I think because I just hit the 18 minute mark, this would be a good spot for a break. Welcome back. Didn't you love that commercial break? I don't know if I'm going to have commercials implemented. Um, I was like, back when I was first starting this, I was like, oh my gosh, mom, I'm going to be able to put ads in and make money on some episodes. That would be fun because I have no way of making money. And <laughs> this was, and um, <laughs> I go on, I'm like, tippity tap, clippity clap on the keyboard. Tippity tap was the keyboard. Clippity clap was my ass. Ow. And, um, <laughs> They were like, okay, we need your social security number. And my mom was like, red flag. And I'm like, but any place of employment needs that. And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, what? So <laughs> I might just do it. Um, who who do I listen to? Who do I listen to that does that uses Anchor? Is it Ologies with Allie Ward or is it Stoner Chicks with the Stoner Chicks? Fuck. I can't remember. Maybe they both do. Great podcasts. We'll get into that on the She, He, They recap. Summer edition. Um. (laughs) Clearly, I had a smoke break. Um. So, moving right along. We are moving on to our next person. I don't know. I was trying to think of a different word. Um, Stephanie Germanotta. I don't know if that's if like in Italian, if it would be Germanotta or if it would actually be Germanotta. Because bueno no. Huh. Huh. But if you're like, who is that? It's Lady Gaga. It's just Lady Gaga. <laughs> It, it be her. Um. <laughs> it sounded like my family from Southern PA. <laughs> her debut single, Just Dance, hit number one on the Billboard's Top 100. Her debut single, me when I release music. <laughs> the Italians stay doing it right. You know? <laughs> Um, her debut studio album, The Fame, 2008, won a Grammy for Best Dance Album. She has won 
341 awards, five solo albums, two collaboration albums, one film soundtrack, three remix albums, two video albums, five EPs, 37 singles, 14 promotional singles. Boom. She's collaborated with Tony Bennett, Elton John, Ariana Grande, Beyonce. Oh my God. Ooh, girl, don't even get me started on telephone. Um, <laughs> and uh, I know there's more and I'm forgetting. She starred in A Star is Born alongside Brad Pitt. That was Brad Pitt, right? I didn't bother looking that up. <laughs> I just wrote down the first white dude that came to mind. Her Spotify top three are Shallow. Can you not? Her top three on Spotify are Shallow, Bad Romance, and Always Remember Us This Way. Which, you guys, that surprised me so much. Truly. Like, Shallow's a good song, but maybe I heard it too much. And maybe I heard too many people trying. <laughs> you hear me trying to get it right? Um... <laughs> that whenever I hear it now, I'm like, oh, I'm off the deep end. Skip. Um, and it has nothing to do with how Lady Gaga does it. I think her rendition is beautiful. But um, these little TikTokers need to chill. No, I'm just kidding. Do what you want. Have fun. It's just me. I've. It's just something. That I can listen to Good Body probably twice as many times as I've heard Shallow. And I'm like, hey, you got a body where that is a good body. And I'm like, okay, I'm off the deep end. Just skip the song when the Shallow plays. <laughs> also, though, I'm not a slow song type of girl. She appeared in two seasons of American Horror Story, which I, I loved. Um, Everybody was like, oh, they just made this season for Lady Gaga. And then she was like, well, let me come back next season, not have any lines. And y'all are going to have to post screen caps of this on Twitter and Facebook for people to even realize I was in the show. So, And I think she did fabulous in both roles. She clearly won an award for Shaq. What's that called? A Star is Born? She has an American Music... American Music? <laughs> she has an American Music Award in 2020 for Best Electronic Dance Music Artist. 2010's Best Pop Slash Rock Artist. 2017 Best Pop Slash Rock Artist Super Bowl. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Okay, wait, wait. 2016 Golden Globe for Best Actress... In a miniseries or a motion picture for TV. I think that was the one for Stars Born. I don't know. And she performed at Super Bowl 2017. And okay, there's a lot of like this, that, and the other saying she did not jump off the roof of the Super Bowl. She was like, she was like, Spy sucked up to the ceiling with a rope. Like she was going to lower down and like steal jewels, but the jewels were surrounded by lasers. 
So technically, she did repel from the ceiling. It was the inside of the ceiling. So she just, you get it? So I'm going to stand by and say Lady Gaga was the first and only person to repel from the roof of the Super Bowl stadium. And I feel like her haters are just trying to come for her. Because I did see a clip. Okay, so you remember how she was standing at the roof, on the roof, and there was the American flag behind her in the sky, and she was like, something, something, all right. And then she like spread eagled and jumped. Well, I saw a clip of that being played on a giant TV at the Super Bowl, and then it showed her just like (laughs) sucked up, like there was no gravity, and she was stuck to the ceiling. And then they lowered the rappel, and she lowered down and landed on that really tall pole. So she did it. She did it. She just didn't turn around, run, and jump off the Okay? So she did it. Wow, I really flew through that one fast. Um, Lady Gaga will always be my number one when I was struggling, wanting to come out. Gosh, almost 10 years ago. God. Whoa. I would stay up. I always stayed up till like, till I honestly passed out. It would be like three or four o'clock in the morning and I would be sitting at my desk with headphones in, listening and watching to all kinds of Lady Gaga documentaries and interviews. That's what they were, sorry. Um, Oh, speaking of which, she has five foot two, her Netflix documentary. And my gosh, that slayed my life. Me and my sister watched it together in her apartment in Cleveland. Fabulous memory. Such a fun time. Um, didn't she say something like, Madonna, why are you so obsessed with me? Oh, go off. I fucking love you. Anyways, <laughs> where was I? I would draw f- um, photos of Lady Gaga. I would draw portraits of her. And I drew her in the meat dress. I drew her in that fabulous emerald green wig that was styled so that the bun on top was actually a bow. I drew her in her, um, fuck, the thing, fuck, what was that one? I drew her in the one with the yellow hair where she was wearing silver. She was almost a planet because she had rings going around her and all this, that, and the other. I drew her with, um, it might have been the paparazzi or the fame where she had, um, I think it was Bob Mackie. She had the black crown. And the black lacy type looking dress. And then, gosh, there's so many I drew. But I would draw portraits of her and just listen to interviews about her and watch her in interviews. And it was just so fabulous. And I don't know if I related to her. Well, first of all, we're both Italian. And I don't know if I related to her because all the interviews, like not all the interviews, don't be so dramatic. Majority of the interviews, people were kind of like asking her about her private parts and asking her about her sexuality and asking her like well what really are you and it's like baby i had that i've been getting that so fucking long so i was like bitch i'm right there with you why they care so much you know also i was really um what's the word i'm looking for something about her stories of being picked on like resonated with me too and i was like oh we would be good friends if we met Like, she's the only celebrity that I'm 100% sure if I met her, I knew who I would be meeting. Everybody else, I'm like, you could be, you could be, you could be putting on a show. But there's something about her that's like, I don't know. Like, mm, you know, 
she's been ridiculed so much for being herself. So why would that be something that you would put on? You know what I mean? Because it could have not worked out for her. That's why I think she's just so fabulous. She's, um, gosh, people are going to like get a little like flippy dippy over this. But I think looking at past artists and current artists, she's still to this day the most unique. And she has, she changed everything for everybody. Look at that ugly ass shit they were wearing on the red carpets before she came along. Do you remember the 2000s? She truly rescued us. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Fashion was getting so bad, you guys. Like, so bad. I just keep thinking about Ashley Tisdale. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> even like no tea no shade but like what were they have what did they like what was they having selena gomez wear in wizards of waverly place those outfits did not make it harper was like go out everybody was making fun of harper's outfit and i'm like do y'all not see selena's outfits they're so weird <laughs> that belt is not functional sis so now we can move on to the last a fabulous Italian. She's Italian, English, and French. Um, Lorraine Bracco. I freaking love her. As somebody with a raspy voice, I identify. I love a raspy voice. It slays me. But on myself, I'm like... <clears throat> Before acting, she started her career modeling in France. And then began appearing in Italian language films in the 1980s. She's New York City born and raised. And I'm not sure if she was born and raised specifically in Brooklyn. But a lot of the stuff I was reading mentioned that that's where her accent is based from. That she's, that that's, you know, her voice is a Brooklyn accent. So she could just be from New York and they're like, her accent's Brooklyn. Or she could be straight from Brooklyn. And while I was looking up and... Um, researching stuff about her modeling career, I came across an article, and I think it's from 1971, and I'm going to post this on my Getting Juicy podcast page. Just so you guys can see it yourself, it's a little blurry, but I was able to decipher the three beauty tips she gave the writer of the article. You guys ready? Okay. This makes me so excited because I mentioned this all the fucking time. So I'm going to start with this one, okay? A liquid cleanser, and this is Lorraine Bracco's Beauty Tips from 1971. It said that in the article that she was 17 years old. So I did math based off of her birthday and stuff like that and discovered the year. And I'm guessing that's what year this is from. There's no year on the article page. Okay. A liquid cleanser works best for me. My under eye circles are hereditary and a light liquid foundation helps. I, you guys, I say that all the time, all the time. And like Lorraine Bracco saying it further backs up my own personal research on the topic that no matter how much I try to help my eye bags, there's going to be there to an extent because hereditary heritage, it's going to happen. So I'm like, thank you. What? Thank you. But a liquid cleanser. See, I noticed liquids don't really like, well, the cleanser is to clean your face. But well, let me see what she says. A light liquid foundation. I'm going to have to try that. Um, As a drag queen, I always have a hard time finding a liquid foundation that works. And then this next one, bitch, I say that, hold on a second. 
I used to use hairspray. I sometimes still do. I'm not even going to lie. I have to sometimes. But for the most part, I try not to use hairspray anymore. And Lorraine Bracco says, I never use hairspray, but a good conditioner is a must. And I might try to live by that. Um, I don't think drag queens need to be using hairspray. Um, yeah. I've seen some, like, I've juicy, fabulous hair, but you could always tell when something's over hairsprayed. And then this next one, I'm like, I don't know. I always heard that this in the end will make your lips even more drier. But Vaseline Petroleum Jelly makes a great lip gloss. So, me. Two out of three ain't bad to agree with. <laughs> Whoops, sorry. I'm trying to get back to where I was. Okay, here we go. Now let's move on to the rest of her accomplished meants. She won Chicago Film Critics Award 1999 for Best Supporting Actress in Goodfellas. And she won LA Film Critics Award in 1990 for Best Supporting Actress in Goodfellas. <laughs> She got a screen, a screen Actors Guild Award in 2008 for outstanding performance in a drama series, The Sopranos, and then she got the same award in 2000. Other than what people most know her for are The Sopranos, but other than The Sopranos, she's in Goodfellas, which is a film, Even Cowgirls Get the Blues, which is a film, Medicine Man film, Rizzolian Isles, oh, probably my favorite cop show which i know girl cop stuff right now is whew. i it was so hard to watch the last season of brooklyn 99 even though like it was just hard to get into it you know what i mean with just how cops are the pickup artist riding in cars with boys which i'm like these titles and radio flyer lorraine brocco i love because like Doing my research, you always learn stuff new about people. Like, I always just thought that she was, like, a funny person and a really great actress. And to find out that she was a model, too, I'm like, go off. Go off. Um, her career is so, like, sensible. Like, there's a respect I have for her because after doing this research, she's not overworking herself or trying to oversaturate herself in like being seen. She's just working. And there's, she's just this, I feel like Lorraine Bracco is another person like Lady Gaga. Whereas if you were probably more so than Lady Gaga, because Lady Gaga does carry this magicalness to herself. Lorraine Bracco is her. That's how I honestly feel whenever I see, like even when she acts, she brings this level of realness to it. It's just phenomenal. I think she's, um, oh, come on. I'm an actor. I should know this word. The one where you pull on real experiences. That kind of act. Method. <laughs> Help. <laughs> but that is the four fabulous women that I chose to speak of for Italian Heritage Month, which is the month of October. I was learning Italian, but okay. Let's wrap up the segment. So yes, everybody have a happy Italian Heritage Month. Make sure to make some meatballs, some lasagna, some chicken parm, 
And pasta, of course, but the, okay, you have to make homemade pasta. You have to make the dough yourself. And you have to do this all by October 31st, or I'm cursing you with the evil eye, okay? Which, for those of you that don't know, the evil eye signal is, okay, you put your pinky up, and then you fold in your ring finger, your middle finger, then you put your thumb on that, and then you leave your pointer finger up, and it's supposed to make horns, and if you point it away, it gets it. If you point it at somebody, it's supposed to like gotcha. But if you just hold it up, it's supposed to be like get away, evil. Ugh, you're gross. So that's gonna happen if you don't cook and eat all that stuff before Italian Heritage Month is over. I hope you really enjoyed this episode, and I hope you missed getting juicy. I missed filming it, and I really loved doing. I love doing the cultural Heritage Month stuff. Um, did you really? You might have heard me scratch my beard. Yes, honey, she's got a beard. <laughs> um, so that was our segment on Italian Heritage Month. Fabulous. Okay, so I think that's it. I'm going to wrap up this episode. Based off of my memory of time, it's been a decent, cute episode. So I want to thank you all for tuning into this episode of Getting Juicy with me, Peaches and Cream. I record my podcast using Anchor. It's fabulous. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Getting Juicy Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at Peaches underscore and Cream. I write and edit my show. Well, I'm trying not to edit it anymore. I know I've said that so many times. I try to just record it through because I have so much. I'm so busy. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm just being like pretentious, but for real, I'm busy. Um, so thank you for listening because it means a lot. And I'm so glad to be back for all you lovely listeners. Hit me up on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Bye. We're still using Lizzo's theme music till I get in trouble. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Ciao, bello. <laughs>